You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everyone. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I want to welcome you to a thorough Thursday today. We got a lot going on this weekend. Of course, it is Juneteenth weekend, so there's a ton of things going on, and I'm excited because KY King Garrett is in the building to tell us more about this year's Juneteenth celebration happening at Jimi Hendrix Park. So excited that he is here in the Black Media Matter studios with me in my living room set. Um, I also got the chance to catch up with Carlicia Bell yesterday, uh, and so I want to give a little shout out, and we're going to go back to that interview to let y'all know all about the organization she spearheaded called Phenomenal She. It is helping young women in the South King County area. Amazing organization. So we're also going to be showcasing that today. But of course, y'all, it's the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to participate with us. Go ahead, tag and share this stream with folks you feel who could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you cannot watch our TV show, we definitely do have you covered because you can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network in the day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever podcast platform is your favorite. Go ahead and search for me and y'all find us there. Well, because we got to get thorough with it. And I'm excited to dive into this conversation with Waikin. We're going to get started right now. What's up, Waikin? Peace, Trace. Good to be here, <laughs> as always. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Good to be with yeah. you. Uh, th- this is exciting. Every year now, I think community is getting geared up for a, a ton of different Juneteenth celebrations. We've been talking about Juneteenth throughout the week. Uh, but what King County Equity Now and Africatown have been doing for the last few years at Jimi Hendrix Park is resonating with communities. Tell us more about this collaboration and why this celebration is so important. Definitely. Um, well, you know, it's a, it's, you know, uh, my history with Juneteenth in Seattle goes back with um, uh, the late D. Charlene Williams, who uh, brought it 40 years ago uh, this year. And I worked with D. Charlene about 20 years, just supporting the Juneteenth and the Chamber of Commerce. So um, when it came time to, you know, be able to continue that legacy, we definitely embraced it Um, in 2020, you know, really kind of took it to another level. I think the largest Juneteenth in the Pacific Northwest to date so far. And then, you know, great team, you know, um, have uh, continued to keep it alive, lift it up. Um, And this year, um, you know, King County Equity Now continues to move it forward um, with a focus on still policy, you know, edutainment. Yes, we're going to have a good, you know, time in the park, um, that therapy, you know, of connecting and, you know, the culture and the positivity and the music and the food and the people um, are also um, understanding that being about freedom, you know, there's a lot of freedom that we still have to achieve and there's policies to address that and there's reparations. So it's still pay the fee and free the land and equity now. And so um, this year, again, it's a part of the um, Africatown Summer of Soul series. So been building that and excited to be able to just bring a series of events that starting with the Black Wall Street on Memorial Day, honoring our Black Wall Streets. And now Juneteenth this year, you know, 
you know, good headliners, um, Talib Kweli and and uh, Kevin Ross. And so, um, yeah, you know, over 100 vendors, um, many other artists, performing speakers. Again, we'll be addressing the issues that are relevant to us getting a full freedom, you know, and being able to have the resources um, and the restoration to express and, and, and enjoy a full freedom and in, in here in the city and the society. Yeah. You know, so much of this work is uh, foundational when we talk about, <clears throat> you know, keeping the reparations conversation going. Cause I think a lot of folks are like, Oh yeah, I heard that before. No, it's still there. And so the uh, intentionality to make sure that speakers are bringing uh, for some opportunities with regard to reparations. I know uh, we've been hearing the buzz about the community reinvestment money, you know, $200 million coming into community. But, you know, there's a, a real history here where we have to keep our finger on the pulse because we have seen monies that are intended for communities that have been the most harmed, like Black and Indigenous communities, go all over the place. And Black folks still have not ever ever been able to really receive any rep reparations for the enslavement period that this country experienced and put forth and really benefited so much from. So when you think about the intentionality that, you know, some of these messages you've been pushing, you know, what are some of the things you really want the audience to walk away with understanding from this Juneteenth celebration and this edutainment piece? Great. Um, that's a great question. Um, so first thing is reparations is a debt. It's not charity. That's the first thing. So if you do your research, you will understand that it's the wealth of uh, uh, black um people who were brought here and enslaved that really made the foundation um, of, of the wealth of now what is the wealthiest nation. And that wealth has been circulated, right? It was maldistributed, our labor capital, right? So investment in, in the, you know, in a sense, American enterprise, all of the benefit of our ancestors' labor was maldistributed, distributed to someone, someone else. And so when we bring it forward, you know, and it didn't end with shadow slavery. I mean, you had Jim Crow, you had redlining. We just honored Black Wall Streets where, you know, overt, you know, terroristic acts are destroyed and then policies and practices, you know, from the government level, um, such as redlining, urban renewal, um, all the way up to, you know, predatory lending capital projects right here in the state. There was a, a bill passed HB 1918 in, in, in 2019, which acknowledged that our communities have been harmed by capital projects that, you know, um, you think about I-90 when it was brought into the community and eminent domain, people's houses and different things of that nature. And then, you know, when improvements come and things of that um, um, that are happening, we don't see those who were harmed, you know, benefited. So um, reparations is not just about um the period of enslavement in this country, but many things that have happened, you know, since even to this day, we have black homes um, across the country, which are devalued. Another way of, again, maldistributing capital and equity from black families. You know, we bring it up to the fact that uh, um, black average median income has got, went down from 2018 to 2021, um, less than half, you know, of white area median income and in this in this state so 41,000 to like 200 I mean 118,000 you know somewhere in that area um 
And that's not by accident. It's not because black people don't work hard or they don't want to get an educate all these different narratives that are uh, used to shield the fact that there have been very specific and systemic uh, uh, practices to deny us access to what is rightfully rightfully ours. So when we're talking about reparations, we have to, you know, lift that up and say, you know, where harm was done, you know, repair is in order, right? A remedy is in order. And that's very basic. People can understand if if I run into your car and it's clear that I was at fault, we see the damage on your car and there's going to be a claim for me to repair and restore your car, your your your, your vehicle, make you whole. Um, also, maybe your health and, you know, well-being. So when we think about the circumstances and experiences that uh, uh, what's happening in our communities, a lot of that can be tied to um, our experience over time in this country. Yeah, uh, this is something that, you know, we probably need a whole special um, because I think it's important for the conversation to always be at the forefront. And I'm so grateful that our community here has entities like Africatown and Casey King County Equity Now who are really saying, no, we're going to constantly make sure that that message is a part as we do the celebrations, as we have the vendors out. Let's not forget the message because people will shine a light on it and then be like, oh, okay, enough, moving on to something else. And yet there's the, the issue still persists. So I just really appreciate being in community where we have that level of intentionality. And it's great to know that audience uh, members who come out to, to Jimi Hendrix Park on Juneteenth will really be able to walk away with a the state and other monies coming in can really begin to do some of that work. I think, again, uh, when we think about 200 million, we still think, okay, drop in the bucket, but how do we make those investments more sustainable? And how can we ensure that that initial investment coming in is something that's really hitting the areas that it needs to. So I'm glad that y'all are uh, keeping that message alive. I'll be there, you know, I'll be, uh, uh, you know, rocking with y'all and celebrating. But also, too, you know, there's uh, maybe some folks here who, uh, you know, are, are wondering with the litany of different events, why this one, right? Like, yes, uh, there's amazing headliners. And I think that that's one reason, but also the education is another. Let's talk about those vendors because we've been able to see, you know, a proliferation of businesses booming because of these opportunities like Juneteenth. Tell us more about that. Yeah. And it was, it was a, it was intentional. You know, back in 2020, everything was shut down. You know, a lot of people lost economic opportunities. So we, you know, um, King County Equity Now, Africatown, and many different, you know, the core, you know, kind of organized, really saw uh, the importance of creating opportunity for commerce specifically, you know, and a lot of people um, during that summer were, were, were very grateful for the opportunities, 2020, 2021, when everything was shut down to come out and, you know, launch, start a side business, you know, supplement their income, you know, at that time. And, um, so for us, you know, it's about the future, but it's also what can we facilitate right now that empowers someone and a transaction, you know, that that's empowering, right? For a business, that's one of the most important things is an actual sale, you know, so that, uh, continuing that, you know, and, and really molding that and institutionalizing that with this Summer of Soul series, you know, again, supports our, our, our businesses, our economics, provides, you know, a lot of uh, platform for our artists and performers. Um, it's just about providing that space, you know, with Africatown, 
the focus is around creating space for black beauty, black brilliance, um, and the best of our community to be able to grow and flourish. So being able to highlight some of that, there's so much and that's good. Um, but just being able to highlight some of that is, 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 is very, um, important. And then again, the educational aspect, when you think about King County equity now, um, and when that was formed, the focus was around land, access to capital development in terms of equity, but also control over the resources that are supposed to impact our lives. So, you know, a lot of people did respond, you know, with different initiatives and, and sources of funds that was in response to what was happening in 2020. But as time goes on, we see it start getting diverted to help, you know, addressing every issue that may exist within the society, which is reparations, a very specific issue. Uh, the black condition um, and what is owed to black is very specific. Right. And so um, for a specific harm, there should be a specific remedy. And so we definitely have to make sure that we're watching even as we get wins that what is allocated because we have an unprecedented amount of resources, money, funding from the federal government being allocated in the country over three trillion dollars that's never been and a lot of it is tagged with equity but are we making sure that our communities our businesses you know um and you know organizations that are rooted in the community led by community accountable community are being prioritized in that and if we're not there again someone sees a resource and they go and try to say you know can we use it for this or that you know so we need to make sure it stays it gets where it's supposed to go. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the intent, intent is actually felt by community members. That's one of the things that I I really appreciated because, uh, you know, King County Equity Now was putting it out there to say, look, we need to make sure that material conditions are elevated for Black families so that they actually feel these investments coming into community. That's the way that you can begin to uh, measure it a little bit. But, uh, you know, this is going to be fun. Monday, June 19th, you know, y'all got uh, bouncy houses for the kids, a bunch of different food vendors, uh, product vendors coming out. Uh, make sure you look right there. Let the folks know the details, how they show up and, and where they need to be to be participating in this amazing celebration and educational event. Absolutely. Uh, this Monday, June 19th, Juneteenth, um, we're at Jimi Hendrix uh, Park um, headlining Talib Kweli and Kevin Ross. Um, over 100 vendors in the park, activities for children, uh, family, speakers, you know, be there also to get connected and tap in where how do we move our community towards a full uh, freedom to be our best selves? You know, how do we remove the barriers to that and how do we make sure that the resources are present for that? So this is a place, you know, go to all of them and then Monday you know, let's see you at, let, let, let's, let's connect at, uh, at Jimi Hendrix Park Tap in for more information. You can uh, follow, uh, go to Summer of Soul Series, summerofsoulseries.org, uh, Af uh, Africatown Land Trust, King County Equity Now, um, to uh, get connected, follow King County Equity Now, Instagram, Africatown SCA, Instagram, and you can be in the know of everything that's going to be popping off on Monday. Uh, it's going to be popping off for bring sure. Bring the sun with you. Yeah, bring the sun with you. We're, we're going to be... Bring that we're, positive energy. We're, 
bring that positive energy, you know? Absolutely. Waikin, thank you so much for making time to be with me today and to share some of the uh, deep intentionality that goes into planning this event. And thank you for uh, being a part of the planning. And I'm excited to be there, uh, you know, looking forward to it as always. I got to say shout out to the team at King County Equity Now, at Africatown, everybody behind the scenes. If you want to volunteer, that's what we didn't say. You can tap in day of to just help out. Many hands make the light, make the word, make the work light, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Looking forward to seeing you. Uh, Y'all, this is going to be amazing after the break because I get to show y'all how I got to connect with Carlicia Bell, a phenomenal she, right after this short break, y'all. Stay tuned to learn learn more about this amazing organization. You're watching The Day with Trey. Hi, I'm King of Virginia. Just when you thought it was hot in Seattle, it just got hot. The HBCU Swingman Baseball Classic will be held at T-Mobile Park. Here's an opportunity for these kids to showcase their talent playing baseball because they love the game of baseball. All-Star game before the All-Star game. Not everybody can go to a Power 5 conference, but that shouldn't stop you from playing the game that you love. There's a lot of great players who played our game who went to historical black colleges. So why don't you come show your support, show your love, and stop by. This is powered by T-Mobile, MLB, MLBPA, Youth Development Foundation, the HBCU Swingman Classic at T-Mobile Park. It's going to be hot. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. The new COVID-19 updated booster provides the best protection available right now. So don't wait. Stay safe this summer and get your updated booster today. To find a free vaccine provider near you, go to kingcounty.gov forward slash vaccine. One in every 500 African-Americans in the U.S. suffers from sickle cell disease. One in three African-American blood donors is a match for patients with sickle cell. One appointment to donate blood with the American Red Cross can help save a life. Will you be that one? Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood today to schedule an appointment at a location near you. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. Of course, I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Excited because I have been knowing about Phenomenal Sheep for some time, and I want to uh, encourage y'all to learn more, but I'm also really excited because I got the opportunity to tap in with Miss Carlicia Bell, who has been spearheading this amazing organization, ensuring that young women throughout South King County, based in Federal Way, know about the opportunity to connect with Phenomenal She. And so I want y'all to hear it directly from her as she tells us more when she joined me yesterday on The David Trey. 
Grand Rising, everyone. Welcome to the day with Trey. I actually had the opportunity to do a special interview, so I'm excited uh, right now to talk to Miss Carlicia Bell, a phenomenal she. What's up? How are you? Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this has been, I feel like it's been manifestation in the making because I have seen you take the Federal Way area by storm with Phenomenal She. Tell us more about the beginnings of this organization and why you decided to pour your energy into this. Yeah, so um, Phenomenal She, we were established in January of 2018. Um, in our area, as you know, there was an uptick um, in the violence and there were programs that were created and most of those uh, programs were geared toward young men of color. And so we were like, what about our young women? Um, you know, we need help as well. And so I had a friend group. Um, we had a birthday club. Um, and we come from all different walks of life. And we wanted to give back. And so that's how Phenomenal She was birthed. Yeah. And we've, we've been doing the work ever since. Yeah, I mean, this is real. It really is a phenomenal program because now I was just saying it's so dope to see the vans out there in Federal Way picking girls up, taking them to now your home front office. It's so great to know that this layer of intentional focus on our young women is there for an area that needed it so badly. What are some of the ways that y'all connect with these young ladies and what is the programs that y'all offer them? So we have programming multiple times a week. So um, we want to make sure that they have a healthy space to go to so that they're in a place where they're not having to practice unsafe, you know, behavior. So um, we have supports, mental health supports. Um, we call it a better, a better me. So we have a culturally relevant licensed therapist. She meets with them in a group setting twice a month and then twice a month individual counseling sessions for those that need that one-on-one -on -one connection. We have a STEM tutor that meets with our girls weekly. Um, she does academic engagement, um, hands-on STEM activity, but then she also does twice a week after-school social academic club. So it's a space where our girls can come, socialize, but then have access to a tutor for homework help. Um, we have life skills and development. Um, we have a, a dance club, an art club, um, a fish club that we collaborate with, um, Game of Life mentoring and Yeti with. Um, and then in addition to all of that, we do the one-on-one -on -one mentoring. Wow, this is phenomenal, Carlisi. <laughs> I mean, this is so necessary. Uh, I want to hear more about how you've been able to connect with families. I think this is such a needed resource. And I was uh, personally, I struggled when I was doing a, a program for girls, an after school program in the Federal Way area, just to get families to understand like what I was trying to bring and that I was going to be, you know, very, you know, uh, supportive of their young women um, and uh, young identifying women. Um, and, and I found that like some folks had a hard time being like, oh, I don't know, because, you know, we're in survivor mode, a lot of us and mm -hmm. a lot of families. Tell us how you've been able to really connect and keep, you know, young women in the program, you know, one year over year. Well, I would say um, our program is um, like wraparound services. So although our program is directly for our youth, we do a lot of family engagement. Um, so those phone calls with the parents, we're in the schools advocating for and with the parents. Um, and so just just letting them know, like we, of course, it takes time to build those relationships. So I think that, you know, being persistent in in those phone calls, you may not get a phone call back, but we continue to call. We continue to reach out. Um, 
and until they build that trust with you. And once you have that trust and they know that they can come, come to you for whatever, you're there for them, you're going to advocate for them, you're there to protect their kids. Um, and so I think in the beginning, it's just making sure you're building those relationships, getting their trust. And, and when you do have their trust, make, making sure that you're actually there for them um, and doing the work. So um, our girls typically will start with us and they're with us for multiple years. So we have that time to build that trust with those families. And again, we do a lot of uh, community engagement to, to help the family. So it's not just the programming that I talked to you about. We do, we do multiple outreach activities as well. And so in that, we're thinking of the families as well. Yeah, well, it is so necessary. I, I talk about any program for youth now. We really have to be intentional about including the family, uh, finding ways to connect with family because you never know what, you know, family circumstances a young person may be facing when they're at in their home environment. But it's good to be connected to that so that you know how better to serve that young person. Um, so I love this. I love that you're doing so many different things. And it's great to see the program flourish uh, when you when I first heard about this. And I was like, that is going to be amazing. So it's so great to see that it is really creating a stronghold, specifically in the federal way area where there are 14 percent black families. It's like, yo, we're out here. They need mm -hmm. to see folks that look like them doing great things like you're doing. And so y'all also have a Juneteenth event coming up, right? Yes, we do. It is this Saturday, June 17th. We are partnering with Game of Life Sports Mentoring. Um, we have an awesome uh, event for the families. It's for your entire family. We hope to have uh, participation from everyone. Um, it's, a, it's a time for us to you know, just bring light to the history of Juneteenth, but then also celebrate it. Um, so we do have a program. We have youth performers. We have community performers. Um, we have Juneteenth remarks from uh, Representative Jamila Taylor. We have Jesse Johnson in the building. We have DJ um, Mr. Nice Guy on the ones and twos. Um, we have a basketball contest. So it's, you know, and, and also about 20 to 25 vendors. Um, so please come out and support um, the community and get some history about our Juneteenth. All right. No, now we got to get all the details. You get to look right there in that camera. Let them know how they participate in this amazing event you have coming up and also how they connect with Phenomenal She if they know a young person who needs your services. Absolutely. So for the event, our Juneteenth celebration, third annual, um, will be at Town Square Park in Federal Way this Saturday, June 17th from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Um, so you can connect with us on our website, phenomenalshe.org. Um, we have all of our social handles on the website. Um, so we'll love to see you there. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Carlicia. Thank you. I love being here. Oh, anytime you are welcome back. I promise you that. As you got updates, new programs, let me know. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, y'all, I told you, just a little special sprinkle in for today. Thanks for watching. So great to be able to showcase one of those amazing uh, organizations out there in South King County. Y'all know I um, am a resident actually of Federal Way. So it's great to be able to start really bringing to light some of the great work that's happening out there. Um, and again, if you can attend, go out there, Town Square Park for you families who are, you know, closer to South King County or living out there in the Federal Way area, go out there and experience their amazing event. You know, there'll be vendors, there's things for kids, there's food. Go have a great time and learn more about some of the great organizations going on out there. Of course, I get to wrap it all up right after this short break, y'all. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey.
Welcome back, everyone, to the day with Trey. So exciting to have KY King Garrett in the building here today. Huge shout out to him for making time in his busy schedule to share more about the reason why the Jimi Hendrix Juneteenth celebration is going to be focusing on that message of reparations and keeping it alive in all of our hearts. And huge shout out to Carlicia Bell for joining me uh, here in the Black Media Matter studios yesterday. And I was like, we got to make sure we put that interview out there. Such a great organization. If you can tune into their Juneteenth celebration as well this Saturday at Town Square Park in Federal Way. Of course, I'm inspired by all that they share today. I want y'all to be inspired. When we start to see these events pop up in our communities, it's an easy way for us to get out there and be a part of the solution as so many others are. Join us and bring your brilliance out so we can all benefit from it. Thank you all so much for watching. And of course, for me until tomorrow at 11 a.m. y'all. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.